Welcome to Baking with House of Bread, and I am your host, Sheila McCann. Today, we're going to cover Stolen. So Dolan is a German Christmas bread. It is different from a panettone. Panettone is Italian version. So the Stolen is a wet fruit soak. And so we use dried cranberries, raisins, walnuts, and ours. And of course, um, you're welcome to substitute if you want dried apricots or you know, dried apples, whatever you got. Um, you just want to use about the same portions. Panettone is not a, it's it's more of a dry fruit and you don't do a sponge the day before. Stolen is a two-day process. And what it is, it's you shape it as if you were going to like wrap a baby in a blanket. But that baby would be the baby Jesus. And so we, it's a big seller during our holiday season. By the time you actually get the butter on top of the baked loaf, so you brush it with butter, then you roll it in granulated sugar, and then you dust it with powdered sugar. You can't really tell that it looks like a, <laughs> a blanket with the baby supposed to be in there. But anyway, so what that is the tradition. And we soak ours in vanilla. Really, the traditional way they have recipes that ask for it to be soaked in whiskey. But I don't really want to have whiskey at the bakery for various reasons. And so we just use pure vanilla. And that's something that you want to start with two containers. And so you've got your sponge in one container, and then you've got your fruit soak in another. And then the next day, you can combine them and add in the other ingredients and knead and shape your loaves. Okay, so for the sponge, it's one cup of white flour, one cup of water, warm, lukewarm's fine, just tap water's good and then one tablespoon of your dry active yeast. And you can also, if you're using packets, just use one packet. Okay, then in a separate container, you want to do your fruit soak. And your fruit soak is raisins, one cup, dried cranberries, half a cup, walnuts, a half a cup, and vanilla is a half a cup as well. You take your, your sponge, your flour, water, yeast, and your bowl, and then you just basically combine that. And so you're not kneading it, but you're mixing it until it's just mixed. And then cover it with a towel and let, let it sit there. I like it for be able to breathe, so don't put a plastic lid on it. Now in your fruit soak, you just put the raisins, cranberries, walnuts, and vanilla in, in a separate bowl. You might you kind of toss the dried fruit with the walnuts so that you make sure it gets all covered. And then it doesn't really matter what type of cover you put on it because it doesn't really need to breathe. And so the next day you make the dough. Here's the deal with the whole, I'm gonna have you add in the sponge. So you need a bigger bowl. And what you're gonna add into that is the, you need a quarter cup of milk. I like whole milk just cause it has more fat and it tastes better, but it's not necessary. If you have skim milk, that's fine too, or almond milk, whatever you wanna use. And you basically warm that milk to the point that it's hot, but it's not boiling. So just put it in the microwave for a couple of minutes. That's good. Quarter cup of granulated sugar, two tablespoons of vanilla, two tablespoons of dry yeast, and then two teaspoons of lemon extract, a quarter cup of butter softened to the point that it's like half liquid. It's more than just softened. It's kind of in between melted and softened. And if you accidentally melt the whole thing, it's fine. It, it, it just, you want the butter to be able to incorporate into everything. Okay, one egg, one tablespoon of salt, Four cups of white bread flour. I prefer the bread flour, but if all you have is pastry flour, that'll work fine in this recipe. For all-purpose flour will work too. And then one lemon zested. 
That's basically the outside of the lemon. You can just use either a, a carrot peeler or a work, or you can use a knife. You just take the outside rim and then you chop it real fine. You want to get to like a tablespoon of the lemon zest, one and a quarter teaspoon of cinnamon. What we add is a quarter teaspoon, or excuse me, it's a half a teaspoon of cloves, half a teaspoon of ginger, and half a teaspoon of nutmeg. And if you don't have one of those on hand, just double up on your favorite spice within that type of category in the recipe. Okay, so all of that you combine with your sponge. And now this is where you're going to do the standard kneading. I have a YouTube video on standard kneading, but basically start with the palms of your hand. You mix, well, first of all, I like to use my hands because I really think that you get a better feel for it. And this dough is going to be pretty sticky. So it should form a ball as still, but it's going to be stickier than your more traditional doughs. And then just add a little flour at the time and then get it into that ball and then put it on the table. And then what you do is that's where your kneading starts. And you start with the palm of your hand. You basically push down away from you on the center of the dough. And then you fold up and over, turn it at a corner, and then push again. And you continue with this process of pushing, folding, and turning into the dough is basically smooth. And you've got some good gluten development. It's going to take a while. Plan on doing it for about eight minutes or so. And then once you get to the good dough stage, that's when you add your fruit soak. Okay, so that's separate. And the reason why you always want to add like fruits and nuts at the end um, of your dough mixing is because you develop the gluten content first. That's what you're doing in your kneading. And if you think of it like a chain, it's strong now. And now you can add all those nuts and those raisins and cranberries. And if you notice, this loaf has a lot of add-ins. <laughs> it, yeah, so that's one of the reasons it tastes really good. But you can't go too much further because otherwise the whole thing falls apart on you. Get to that good dough stage and then you do your add-ins. It's going to get kind of messy again. So just when you think you get this, this dough feeling perfect, and then you add in all these nuts and raisins and it's kind of wetter again and it gets slimy and you're like, oh no. Just give it a few minutes and it's going to require patience here. Give it some time. Keep kneading in those nuts and raisins. And then add a tablespoon of flour at a time with patience. So in other words, add a tablespoon, let it have the chance to be absorbed into the dough before you add another one. So don't add any more than a couple tablespoons and space them out a couple minutes apart. And it, see, the thing is, is this dough, it's basically it's going to be wetter and it's going to be denser than your more traditional dough. So you just want to make sure it, all the fruit and the nuts get incorporated in there. Okay, so then after you get all the nuts and fruits in there, now you're going to place the dough back into your mixing bowl and then cover it with a damp towel if you can. If it's not a damp towel, it's fine. Just get it covered, put it in a warm place, and let it proof for approximately an hour and a half until the dough doubles in bulk. And then what you're going to do is basically you kind of gently push down on it. You don't need to punch it with your fist, but you just sort of push down on the dough a little bit and get to a flat floured surface. Divide it in half because this will make two loaves. Then you divide each half. And so you flatten each piece to about three quarters of an inch thick. It's, a, it's kind of like a big oval. You want to fold one side into the middle and then the other. Think of that's your blanket where the baby is being held. So like you would wrap a baby. So pretend there's a baby <laughs> on the middle of your dough and you're just wrapping one side of the baby and then the other and into the middle, you pinch and seam it up. And then we egg wash the top just take an egg and scramble it with like a tablespoon of water and then brush it on the top. 
And then now your dough is going to undergo the second rising. It takes place on the baking sheet. And you want to space out these two doughs. If you have room, I would put them on separate sheets and then put them into the oven. And keep in mind, you're, it's a pretty flat dough, but it's still going to rise on you. Okay, so it does have quite a bit of yeast in here. Make sure you get at least two inches from the top of the loaf to your next shelf. Because, I, I, well, we've made the mistake of that we've spaced them too close together when they're proofing on the proofing tray, and then they got bigger, and then they stick to the top of the pan above it. So you want to preheat your oven. Then it's going to bake probably between 30 and 40 minutes at about 350 degrees. You can see if it's baked enough because if you lift up the bottom of it, it should be a nice light brown color and it should be firm and kind of sound hollow. And you can take your bread thermometer if you got one of those, which I highly recommend you buy. They're cheap and it really takes the guesswork out of knowing when products are done. And then you just poke it in the middle. If it gets past 180, then you're good to go. And then you want to let it cool enough to basically handle with your bare hands. And now it comes with the brushing. I like the loaf to cool a little bit so you can handle it. So it's not like such a hot potato or, or, you know, hot loaf. So you can handle it with your hands, but it's still warm. And the reason why is because I think the butter, it grabs onto it better. And so take your butter and you basically brush very liberally on that loaf. And then you take your loaf of stolen and you roll it. So I put sugar down on a sheet pan. It'd be pretty generous with that. Like put a cup of sugar down. Roll the loaf in the sugar. And now you're going to dust it with powdered sugar. If you have a sifter, that's great. If you're not, you can use your hands. Just take it and then rub your hands together. And then the powdered sugar will land on that loaf. The thing is, is that we've tried to take shortcuts. So this is what happens in commercial bakeries. You know, you're always looking to, you know, save some labor and whatnot. I thought, well, it's not really going to matter if you roll it in the white sugar because you can't really see the white sugar when you put the powdered sugar on there that's really what you see so we skipped it and what happened was the powdered sugar sort of disintegrated so it disintegrated right into the loaf if you just brushed it with butter and so then we tried okay let's, let's skip the brushing with butter go right to dusting it with powdered sugar and that didn't help either because that it didn't really stick on the loaf for one and then it disintegrated as well you want to follow the recipe brush it with butter, roll it in that granulated sugar, and then dust it with powdered sugar. And I highly recommend this loaf be toasted. It's got, we sell this loaf for $14.50 in the bakery. I mean, it's pretty expensive to make because all those dried fruits and the nuts are pretty expensive. But regardless, we still get pretty good markup on it. Anyway, so if it doesn't sell, I end up taking it home. And I have frozen stolen generally all year long in my freezer <laughs> and then so we go to making it again this season and I realized I still had one loaf in the freezer so I pulled it out I uh, thawed it out and then I toasted it you can't hardly tell it really is it will last a long time I don't recommend a year but um, same time it is still pretty good so you toast it and also all that vanilla in there and the fruit and whatnot it really has a great smell and it permeates your house so you can have a little bit of Christmas all year long. Okay, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I appreciate you listening. And if you have any questions or comments or any ideas on some future episodes, I'd love to hear them. Until next time, happy baking, everybody. Mm-hmm.